Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today we're talking to Hannes Jacob. He has been a spiritual healer at his clinic in Neuchâtel, Switzerland since 1990. As director of Frequencies, his Swiss School of Healing, which he founded in 2005, um, he is also a graduate professor of mediumship at SNU, Spiritualist National Union in London, with a degree from the Arthur Finley College. He teaches various healing methods and his new book is he has gone in depth on all of the different um not only healing methods but but one of the things i want to open with is what's the difference between psychic and medium well, so i'm going to ask him to start there and then we can go into your history a little bit okay okay well the difference between a psychic reading and a mediumistic reading is that uh, the psychic reading is done by the person itself, by the spirit incarnate of the person. My spirit is reading you. That's a psychic reading. Or you had uh, uh, quite a famous psychic, uh, uh, McMoneagle. He was in the Stargate project uh, um, of the CIA. The Stargate, him, yeah. Yeah, and he got medals and stuff for psychic perceptions. Yet a medium is speaking to... Uh, an out-of-body entity, a spirit, a spirit body. So as when a spirit body is involved, in, then we call it mediumship. So someone talking to the spirit or a healer, they can be mediums because many healers, they do also collaborate with the spirit world. Mm -hmm. Now, I thought in the Stargate program, they did mostly remote viewing. Do I have they, that wrong? It's the same. What's yeah? What is remote viewing? That's only a psychic well. Well, it's a psychic I mean, way of going in and reading a situation, but not so much with discarnate spirits. No, discarnate spirit is mediumship. It's not psychic work. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, okay, so so with him, he was doing more psychic work. Yes, as long there is no spirit involved, it's psychic. Mm -hmm. If there is a spirit involved, it's mediumistic. And when you say a spirit, you mean a past spirit? Yeah, for example. Okay. Yes. Uh, because um, a lot of psychics, let's say my spirit will talk to your spirit. And yeah, I consider sure, that psychic. Absolutely. Okay. And then medium. And I know a lot of a lot of readers and healers are starting to mix up or starting to use the word medium in a psychic way. Are you finding yeah, that no. around the world too? That's true. That's a fact. Yeah. That's yeah. Fact. I don't know. It, 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 it's confusing. It makes things yeah. confusing. Um, what brought you into being a psychic or a medium? Why did you go back down this path and what did you do? before you started to do your work? Uh, I was always a creative. Uh, and uh, then one day, 
uh, in a meditation, I, I had a few revelations, and then I it just didn't stop. Uh, and then uh, I was very, very disciplined in doing many retreats, in getting up very early and sitting every day for years, like three to four hours, and to do my work. And that's how I built it up. Most people can't give three or four hours to meditation. Um, can you do it in less time? Can you know? Can can they it's achieve? And, it's a and, question of priorities. It's only probably mm-hmm. all have 24 hours. I mean, I, I knew this would be my job. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I mean, uh, you can go and play tennis for fun and you go once or twice a week for an hour. That's cool. Happy. But if you want to go on a tournament, you train every day. But can you That's just train for an hour or no? Sure, you can do your pranayams, your, your meditation, your sitting. I mean, you need to first. You have to have a goal, and then you can decide on your meditation. If you ask me, I want to meditate. I say, what shall I do? I can't help you unless I don't know your goal. Hmm. Um, a number of people will want the ability, you know. Um, of course, we want the benefit with the least amount of work. Well, you are American. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, can they achieve, you know, what they need to do in an hour of meditation? Or does it really require three or four hours a day? Again, you don't tell me what the goal is. I don't know what they want to do. Uh, if I want to work my mediumship, there is specific exercises and there is really seminars to, to push that. Uh, but uh, if you want to grow your spirit, spirituality, then you need to meditate. Mediumship is not spiritual. Mediumship can be learned. It's a question about finding the right frequency. It's not about being evolved. Anybody could... Because I am a spirit, I can speak to a spirit, whether it's incarnate or whether it is out of body. I mean, first we have to be clear about all that. So then we come back to what is your goal? Why? why what for do you want to invest your time? Is it mm-hmm. to serve really? Or is it just to be clear about what's there? Or was I afraid of dying? And with this work, uh, I have rational proof. There is life after that. I don't know what these people want. So I cannot really say what they can do in an hour or not. Mostly they want everything. <laughs> they want uh, enlightenment and technical uh, skill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly they want everything. <laughs> yeah. But what yeah. you're saying is you can have technical skill and mediumship yeah. without yeah. the development of your spirituality. Yeah, sure. Okay. That's good to hear. But what what blew open your mediumship you would you were meditating in yeah well i had a, a very strict mentor uh in london uh in the beginning i didn't want to hear about mediumship i said i'm a healer and i stay by man and that's my comfort zone and i know i do good in there and then he, he really kind of forced me to do everything and um i went through that and then suddenly it unpopped but then from then on it was easy just as I say, it's like 
finding that right frequency if you know how to get in what and then it's easy it's only that but it's very beautiful also it's so beautiful i mean we are so privileged mm-hmm. uh, all these fears out there and and we we do not have to believe we we know and and if you want to build up anything then then build it up on what you know not on what you believe or any esoteric stories or theories be be, be, be pragmatic Mm-hmm. You know, and then then you really have a beauty. It is so beautiful to have still the loved ones there, to have guides there. That stuff is all real. There's other consciousness there that we can access. But by it works by being pragmatic. It goes step by step, but not just believe any any crazy thing that they sometimes tell out there. Mm-hmm. Now, is is it harder to see someone? that you've lost, you know, you can stay less neutral. So let's say uh, you've just lost somebody very close to you and you're in grief. Does that make it harder to do mediumship work? To, to actually if you are, if you talk are interested, to that person? If you are interested, as soon as you are interested, you, you block whether you have an interest in healing someone, your ego is in. You cannot have that interest. You can have, um, how would you say, uh, the, the envy to do it, the intention. The intention is the question. That That's good to have intention, but you cannot desire. It cannot interest you. And it, I cannot be interested in the spirit being. My mind is, is, is going in. Is it me? Is it him saying, if there is a spirit, I don't know. I can just keep repeating after him because I have no clue what I'm talking about in the end. It's right. But if it's my mom or my dad, well, this is a yeah, well, that look now that doesn't look right. You know, this discussion we all have. So from the, from the link, it's the same thing. From from trusting what you get, it's maybe a bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Stay in neutral. What I call stay in neutral, where if I yeah. and you call it where the mind gets involved, the ego gets involved. That is yeah. not neutral. Yeah, that's not neutral now. Right, and that's where you get into trouble. Yeah. yeah. So if someone is meditating and they're trying to contact someone they've just lost who's close to them, are they able to stay neutral enough for the communication? I can't speak for them. Maybe some can. What you need to know, I mean, I can sit down and ask for mother or brother or whoever. If those guys don't want to come, they will not come. So it's no problem to ask because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can. It's like you're ringing someone all the time. He's picking the phone up or not. That's 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 same thing. So they can wish. They can try. I think it's not healthy all the time to. to I think it's beauty, beautiful once in a while to give a message or to have proof. But it's people. Those people giving responsibility and always kind uh, trying. Well, what would he do? What shall I do? Shall I go there or there? In the end, they don't know if they have to shit. Well, I have a poo or a wee, you know, the, what shall I do? What shall I do? This is not else. But it is technical, so we are at the what should I do? 
because well, technically, it is technical. training, training, and you know, do the exercise. Look how something comes to you. Do not decide before you start whether you would be a clairvoyant or, or a clairaudient or, or clairsentient. Don't decide that before because when you start like that, you are already fixed. And because of all the clairvoyance is so all over, everywhere, everybody fixes on seeing, but some people won't see. They feel they can be as accurate and exact like somebody seeing. And it's just doing the exercise, and then, then you're comparing how this information came to me. Oh, that one was wrong, though. And how that one came to me. Oh, that was right. Okay. So I try to, oh, when it's coming like this, it may be my mind, but it's showing up like this. Well, maybe I can trust it. And slowly, slowly, you build it up. It's not, it's not done like that. Mm-hmm. You have to look inside. I mean, a teacher from outside can give you adequate exercises, but find out how you function. You have to do it yourself. Nobody's doing it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you just mentioned the clairs, all the clairvoyant or the clairaudient or, you know, the clairs. And um, can you just go through for our audience and explain them? I think that's very boring because everybody knows. No, not everybody does. But and the question I had about it is if you're clairaudient, can you become clairvoyant? Can you become, you know, are you going to be more dominant in one or as you practice are you able to access all of them? They develop, they can come and go, they can change. My clear audience was very clear. I could repeat poems. I was hearing behind my ear, not inside my head. Like if you have clear cognition, clear knowing, clear cognition, when it just pops in, it's very difficult because you don't know it's me or where does it come from? It's suddenly there. But with clear audience, if it's objective, it's you hear it and you can repeat after them. Uh, uh, and it depends if you are an objective medium or a subjective uh, uh, functionment. Subject, if now I would talk to your dad, uh, grandfather, let's say, okay? Yes. And I'm here, and I am a subjective perceiver. So I would start to say, I have a gentleman looking like this, some hair sitting around, bald on top, hair quite frail, uh, blah, blah, blah. And you go, yes, yes, yes. And then you show me the picture. This picture is not the same picture that I had in my head. Because in my head, it's only my spirit and my brain will bring the closest to what your grandfather is because your grandfather cannot be in my files because I've not, never seen him. So that's how subjective works. My brain pulls the file that is closest to that gentleman. While when I'm an objective uh, uh, medium, I see in form. It's a hologram I can put my hand through, but I still see the form and I describe it because I'm seeing it objectively. It's all energy, whether it is in the mind subjective or out of the mind uh, objective, both is right. It does, one is not better than the other, but the function, the, the method, is, the mechanic is different. You understand? Mm-hmm. So people have to develop that. They have to find out. Which one they are? Yeah. 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 And if they're a subjective, can they become an objective medium? Can. I have seen maybe 10 spirit entities in form, not more. Maybe only 10 in Hmm. full form. And all the others, they are in my files. Oh, I see. So 
So when you look, 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 I'll give you an example. You okay. think of uh, think of Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I do. Yeah. If if that that guy would now come close to us, you and I we do not have the same image. That's already stopped. Because our Michael Jackson files are not the same. Mm-hmm. So but we have a guy looking like him, it will pull out the Michael Jackson files, the closest to the guy in spirit. That's how subjective mediumship works. It's absolutely accurate. It's not subjective. It's nothing to do with wrong. It can be so right and correct. So when you have a client in front of you and they've asked you to contact their grandfather and you're doing it as a... Stop, stop, stop. Nobody asks me to contact a certain person because I am not calling a spirit. Because as I told you before, you cannot call a spirit. He comes if he wants to. That's the free will. So I can call all I want. He is not coming. And if I want that grandfather, I might uh, link in uh, psychically to that patient who wants granddad, granddad, and start describing But it's not here. And I'm in a psychic reading about the grandpa. Do not call a spirit. And, and worse is medium that say, bring the picture of the person you want to talk. I mean, please? I mean... I mean, please, no. A medium sits down, the client is coming, the medium is opening the link and starts describing. And then do you know the person, yes or no? As long as you know it, I continue. If you do not know him, I let him go. That's how it works. You do not call about someone and certainly not about the photo. There's only that charlatan ring. You give me the photo of your mom, I want to talk to mom. Oh, yeah, 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 she's here. Oh, she's so happy to be here. I'm mo- a mom loves you so much. And I'll give you the picture back. And you are happy and go home. You have absolutely no evidence, no proof of nothing that this lady is next to me. How Only you, hard evidence. Huh? How do you give them the hard evidence? So if, if you say, okay, there's a spirit here. And since you're you're using subjective mediumship, you're pulling from your own... Lady? I described this. I, I when I did that, I mean, I stopped years ago uh, doing mediumship. But uh, I, I describe her, and my students need to describe them from A to T, and what they liked, and how the character was, and what they have common memories, and okay. uh, maybe what the spirit has witnessed just in the late day with with the client. Oh, and she's happy, got another baby, and I don't know what. Uh, facts. Uh, I've seen you being low, but you are oh, you're tremendous. You have courage that you make it. Uh, that's why my nothing. No, everybody, everybody can say these things. How we do you know? Facts. I'm sorry. How do you how do you know that you are reading the spirit who has come in and not reading the client? You have this in your book, so if you yeah, could just yeah. go through that. How you know if that I you're not you, reading the client's memories of I, the spirit? I know, I know, I know, because I'm a trade medium. But that's not the question. The question is, does the client know? Mm-hmm. Yeah? He right. wants proof beyond doubt. So, and the, it's it's not very comfortable, but the best proof is that I tell you, and your granddad had a collection of whatever, medals, mm-hmm. because he liked to shoot. And you go, I have no idea. I have to ask mom. 
But so I cannot have picked it from you. You go to ask, ma'am. Yes, indeed. Ah, oh, look, it's still up in the in the cellar, right? And where you know, this is beyond doubt because it cannot if you don't know it. But it's a pity in the in the sitting because the flow you lose the flow and oh, I don't know. Is it really my? Because I don't know. You know, it's a pity, but it's good, good, good for proof after our life after death. Mm-hmm. But and if so- you if you if you you can go. Uh, if, you, if it's about life after death, at least you can prove the spirit. Even if it would be a psychic reading, what part of me know all these details about your mom or your grandfather? You see, so there must be a spirit part of me that is reading another another uh, uh, a memory, you, you know? So at least something is proven with the psychic uh, um, uh, lecture. Not all, but the spirit entity is because our five senses cannot do that. Mm-hmm. When you open up that door, what you do is you expand your frequency. Um, How do you make sure there aren't a bunch of kind of low-level spirits kind of floating around that are just coming into your energy field? You cannot bring oil and water together. If if your um, vibration is, is light... Mm-hmm. whatever how much light we don't care now whatever you cannot bring shadow into light there is no resonance they cannot enter the light that's that's not the problem no okay yeah all right that's good and that's yeah. how you do it you expand your frequency can you go through your your technique for mediumship i don't do mediumship anymore as i told you because the more and more but you do teach um, yeah, no, I sold my school. I still, now I have three school of healing. Okay. And the other part, the mediumship, I sold it because I couldn't handle it. It was so much. I had five to seven classes of 24 students in parallel. Yeah, you, you know, that's a lot. I, just can't handle it. I can't handle it anymore. It's just too successful. So I gave away the medium part because my biggest interest is the scientific research. And as a, as a therapist, as a healer, I can find scientists that do collaborate. As a medium, you will not find a scientist who is uh, pre- ready to, to print something after and, and uh, publish. Forget it. Um, there is actually some science out there for, well, reincarnation and life after death. There is scientific out there. It's just science is still not ready to take it, you know, but. No, no, one is very good, like Stevenson. for um, Exactly, uh, in his group, the University of Virginia, his group. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's a very serious work. Mm -hmm. So so I I always say if somebody really wants to know about life after death, he he can find out with his five senses. He doesn't have to be a medium to know. He can find out by logic. Based on what? Tell me that. Yeah, look, look, you look at look at the Stevenson's cases. Mm-hmm. About this boy, he say, uh, my name was so and so, and I was killed in that garden, and this guy shot me, or this guy uh, with an axe hit my head, and they still have they still have the documents. They, mm-hmm. he, he, a murderer was found like this. Uh, in, in, in London, actually, I believe in the hospital, they have still the, the uh, x-rays of the gun, uh, the, the ball go in and out, and this boy saying he's that guy, has the same birthmark. So 
I say with your five senses, you can understand there is life after death and an ongoing spirit. Did they prosecute the murderer? <laughs> he 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 gave in, yeah. He he admitted. He did. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I you know, the University of Virginia has continued in Stevenson's work. And they have, yeah. you know, they have two books out. One is called Before <laughs> and one's called After, which I love. Uh the before there is a book is from a lady, about... a lady. Sorry, I, I was okay. rude, I interrupted. But that book from uh, Barbara Bo uh, Carol Bowman, Carol Bowman, she's a lady who had a son that was treated by Stevenson, and he allowed her to uh, reprint some of his cases. And she's a lot easier, more fun to read because Stevenson is very so exact that it gets boring. Right. When this uh, this Bowman lady, uh, it's a flow when in a day you have read it or two, and 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 you know you can trust it. Because it's his work, it's his scientific work. Okay, so and you can trust, and so it's an easier read, is what you're saying, of Stevenson's yeah. work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's Carol Bowman, the English version. Yeah. Okay, I have, uh, you know, your again, your book. I want to tell my audience is so chock full of all the different modalities, really. And one one of the modalities I've wanted to ask people about is what is the difference between therapeutic touch and Reiki? Reiki is a work of symbols and, uh, uh, where you activate symbols. Um, there's an uh, advanced uh, Reiki also. Uh, uh, there's first the Uzu, and then you have the Karuna Reiki. Um, which you activate symbols, and those symbols are supposed to mean uh, something and, and activate certain things. In a therapeutic touch, that's a very uh, um, more medical approach because it has been developed like uh, a doctor in America, um, uh, Krieger and Kunz, the two ladies. Um, I think it was Dolores Krieger. But Krieger and Kunz, those ladies have developed... Uh, therapeutic touch and uh, um, written down a modus how to go uh, through a body and treat it. And it has been spread in uh, so many countries and hospitals. And why it has been accepted even in hospitals is that it does not, they don't bring in the connotation of the spirit world and spirit. And, and, and it's a very factual, logical, uh, energetical transmission. And that's why it has been accepted in so many uh, uh, medical institutions. So that's the difference. Okay, but at but the end, you know, whether it's pranic healing, Reiki, spiritual healing, therapeutic touch, everybody is cooking the pasta in hot water, and you can change the sauce after. But come on. <laughs> but it's the same modality. It's the same use of energy. Everything is energy, but it's the same use of energy, pretty uh, uh, much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, to me, they look the same, so I didn't know the difference. I couldn't figure out the difference. It's not. It's it's not. It's another. It's another. It's another source. Mm -hmm. It's another source. But we all connecting to the same place, more or less. We may call it different, or um, but really, yeah. There's you know. Okay, I want to take a break right now. When I come back, I want to talk to you about your healing, which is really where you are now. You know, Absolutely. it's more important to you and what you're more active in right now. So we'll be right back. Okay. 
live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. One thing's for certain, life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, we're back with Hannes Jacob, who is a spiritual healer. He has been trained at the SNU getting a degree from the Arthur Finley College in London. We have gone through his earlier work, but of most importance to him and to me is his healing work. And um, we're going to talk about EPI and his healing work and the future of healing. But how did you get from teaching mediumship in your schools into the healing work? I have started as a healer. And then mediumship joined. And then when my school was exploding because I had so many uh, students and classes, I, I had to separate from what is less useful for my personal future because I think there is quite a lot of good mediums out there, um, but there is not so many excellent healers out there and I think I had to do more if I concentrate on, on healing. Mm-hmm. And you were doing healing at the time. That was part of your uh, whole... All, all through, all through. I have started um, um, many years ago. I, I was in the beginning, I was working in the hospital as a nurse and uh, I was doing night shifts at the hospitals and day shifts at my, my cabinet when I started my clinic, when I started to build it up. And then sooner or later, I could not go back to the hospital because I had so many patients. And uh, so then I was always in, in, uh, uh, in the healing field of spiritual healing, trans healing, these aspects. And then um, uh, in one of my trips uh, to the Philippines, I... I uh, uh, actually wanted to, to see a, a famous uh, healer, a Filipino healer who does open hand surgery. And mm. because there's so many con artists there, it's very shocking uh, because I've been, uh, went there to study uh, uh, and look at them. And uh, so I want to, to, want to go to this uh, uh, mister, uh, to this reverend, uh, Reverend Mucha. He, he is. Work, been working with people from Hollywood. I mean, he had loads of people. And I come to his house or ashram or house, yeah, and it's all empty and not very clean. And uh, 
Then uh, there is a lady which was his wife. And I said, I want to see the Reverend like from Switzerland. You don't know he's dying. You cannot speak to him. And then I said, okay, well, then tell him there's a healer from Switzerland. He wants to give him healing. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, oh, no, no. And I said, yeah, ask. And it was, yeah, 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 yeah. And finally she went and she came back very quickly, like in seconds. And he said, yes. And then I went in there and this like a vegetable legume, a frail, bony man like there. And I started to do my work and... We didn't speak at all. Uh, was there not long, maybe 20 minutes. And I said, can I come again tomorrow? And he, he said, yes. So the next day I went, he was sitting in front of the house in his chair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And from then on, I had three more days left. Every day I gave him a healing. And um, the last day he gave me uh, initiation about psychic search. And that's how the whole uh, method EPI has, has started. What was the initiation he gave you? Yeah, he did. Yeah, but what was it? What What did he do? Or you know, what was it? He He, he said a secret to me. It was very touching, and mm-hmm. I understood it. Okay, yeah. it's not something yeah. you can share now. Ah, uh, no, no, nobody okay. would do that. Okay, it's a very intimate moment. From uh, it was such a deep thing from this man. It was. I was more touched about how he wanted to thank me for what I did because he lived another half a year or a year after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they thought he would be dying in the days. So I have been really touched and very humbled to the honor that this man, how he was thankful. So be- before he gave you that secret, what kind of healing what? were you doing with him? Uh, him? Uh, uh, trans healing. And, and you want to explain very... what trans healing is? Oh, I, I build up my link, I, I, I build up my energy, then I build up the link to my, my healing guides, and then I I withdraw the most I can. Mm-hmm. Just not, not be there. It's like if you have a channel, and then your mind is in, your mind is in, the channel is small, 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 and you have to kind of glue yourself to the to the border that this this channel can and then they can you they can use you. You have to get out of the way. So I have I've studied transmediumship is what we call it here, which is a you step back is a way to put it. In other words, you as a spirit within your body, you step back and yeah. giving them access yeah. to that channel. And earlier I said something, I think it was before we got on, I said about using my body. And you said, no, they don't use your body. But it, Because the they use trans- our mind. The body is only the reaction. Because mm-hmm. I had, I had uh, this spirit would come in through the transmedium channels and plug into my hands. And again, I've stood back. There, the spirit is the one working here. It's not the, me. Well, you, what you you have to be clear about, or uh, in our terminology, that we understand the same things with the same words. Um, mediumship is devised in mental mediumship and in physical mediumship. Mm-hmm. The physical mediumship 
is only then when the spectator can see what is happening with his five senses. So you tell me I'm in trance and then you make me an apple, then I want to see a flower here because there is an apple. That's physical mediumship. Right. Trumpets are flying, a hand is materializing, you shake that hand, it's flesh, physical mediumship. Everything else is mental mediumship. Mental mediumship is only if the medium is aware of the spirit. Okay. If now you if now you you talk to me in trance, I see you. I probably won't see an overshadowing or you don't become another person. There's no physical mediumship. You remain that lady that you are now. Mm-hmm. And I see your faces, some muscles changing, uh, pulling faces because of the energy, all this. But I don't see the spirit. Do we agree? Okay. So that's mental mediumship. Right. Physical mediumship is if there is ectoplasma on your face or the overshadowing is so strong that you become uh, um, the, the face of that entity on you. I have seen that so clear that I could draw it. Mm-hmm. And another person saw my drawing and said, ah, this is Achmed. Oh, yeah, you see him too? Yeah, I see him too. I mean, if physical mediumship starts to build up, that that is you know, that overshadowing becomes another phase. But if you go in trance and speak trance mediumship, yeah, I am... I am down, but I'm speaking to you, and because I'm so loose, yes, my body is having all the movement, but it's still, you don't see that person. I, I, I am influenced by the thought of the spirit. And the voice in mental mediumship remains your voice. Mostly. Mostly. Depends on how close the link is. Mm-hmm. And then, so during this the mental mediumship, which is what you're doing in the healing. You went into... Healing Healing, healing can, can be both. Um, because in one healing session, when I look at the therapeutic session that goes on about a half an hour, let's say, mm-hmm. I have seen up to three different entities. One is for the bone, and an Asiatic doctor is for the eyes, uh, then there was, anyway, it's not always the same. Not mm-hmm. one same has the same knowledge. There's different. If you, you have a team, you are, it's, it's an honor. But also they are happy to have someone to use uh, right. because if they wouldn't want to help, they would not do it. Uh, mm-hmm. And we are happy to collaborate. But it's not only one. You might have one or two main guys and others are, are people coming in when it's needed for something particular. Now, with EPI, um, it is uh, a different approach. Okay, and that's extraction for? Pathological information, yeah? Yeah, thanks. Do you want to describe what that is? Yeah, I described this um, with an image of Mm -hmm. uh, how how to understand to look at the person. Yeah. Um, because we see a body and uh, um, some people that are therapists know that there is an energy field. So they see a body in the field. Uh, do you agree with me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it's like if you look at, at the bass and you see uh, the, the, the bass top and you see uh, water in it. You see a water and you say a bass top. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it is not a bathtub and one water. It's, yes, okay, one bathtub. 
but even that is not solid, it's vibrating. But that is a billion drops. I see. And one drop is holding the information that you are ill. One drop is saying allergy to carrots. Or one drop says hemorrhoids, I don't care, whatever. It can be everything has an information, an initial seed. If I pull this first domino, boop, 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 there's nothing falling and the paper is, is what is uh, eating the carrot. The information is not there anymore. And if this trigger is not there, you can eat all the carrots from all the rapids, you can steal them. So you remove the information, the erroneous yeah, yeah. information. I remove the information that is saying allergic, allergic to carrots. Mm-hmm. Which is and, a drop in the water of the bathtub. It's not the water. Right. It's not your energy. It's one particle in your energy. That I have to find, and then you're cool. How do you find it? Psychically. You just do a top-to-bottom look? All my students have psychic and, and healing training. And how did these people get the wrong information? Why did this happen? How do we get ill? That's what you asked me. How do you, how do, let's say, before <laughs> you take out the wrong information, how did they get the wrong information? So how does, how, why So does in other words, get... if they're allergic to carrots. Yes. And you consider that harmful information that you will remove. Mm-hmm. How did they get that harmful information? What What is the origin of that? There can be many reasons. So some can be uh, genetic, but um, some can be by trauma, especially with allergies. You can be sitting there and um, drinking your milk or eating your cornflakes and, and be everything cool, and then maybe your mother comes in and tells you something awful or you get an SMS, something awful, or you get yelled at, or whatever. It makes you This second will register milk is not good for me, gluten is not good for me. Okay. But you may so have you an intolerance to... to milk and gluten. Yeah. You connect and, it to um, something you have. That's one way of, of inscriptions, traumas. Mm-hmm. And so then how... repeat. Repeated uh, uh, traumas, they they give more and more particles and they really can become a serious uh, pathologies. Mm-hmm. How do you remove it? I said psychically. So, you have to find it, and then you move the energy. And you do, so once you see it, because in your book you show where there are kind of rashes, there's red marks on uh, people. Some, if there is a lot of energy coming out, you can have a blister, but it's not like a blister from burning. It's only there an hour or two, it goes away. But um, it does not happen often. Obviously, we show these cases to show that uh, this can happen, but uh, most times you, you do not have that. And then it depends also how long you need to find it. Mm-hmm. You believe that this is the future of um, of medicine, of informational medicine, but this is the future of healing. 
Yeah, yes, definitely. Because if you look at our statistics, whether it's mine that are to, I don't know, two and a half thousand person at least, and those of my students that now are practitioners, we all have very similar statistics. We have food intolerance and allergies. We have all around 90% of betterments or healing. That's just not existing. In the, America has 50 million person allergic. Mm-hmm. 50 million. I just saw this figures only, only three weeks ago. I actually think that's conservative. <laughs> yeah, I think voila. there's a lot more allergens. Yeah, you see? So you can have an allergy for 10, 20, 30 years, and you come to one of us, and in a minute, it's gone. And they can, they themselves cannot do this. They need an outside healer to remove yeah. this trauma. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's. I mean, you can do many patients. I have forty patients a day. My God, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So when you because have, it doesn't make it doesn't make it take much time. If you know how to right. do it, if you can see, then you can take it out. And no, it does not work every time, but so many times. And arthrosis or arthritis, or I don't know, all these things. I mean, I have so many people that have a, a hard time with their chemotherapy because so hard with pains. And most of them have no pain after that. They do not vomit. They can re-eat because you can treat these symptoms. It's like an allergy. I don't, I can't eat uh, carrots. I, I, I can't have chemo. Some people is cool. Others, it's not cool. We can, we can uh, take the, that uh, side of medicine, uh, different medicaments, uh, not only chemo. I have often people who come with, uh, with uh, some medicine they got from the doctor for osteoporosis or anything, and then we, we, we take that program out and they can benefit from the medicine a lot longer. So let's say osteoporosis. If somebody comes to you and they have osteoporosis and they sit down in front of you and you just psychically take a look at them and then remove the misinformation? Uh, I do not have a study on osteoporosis. So, yes, I have treated people, but I see them twice or three times. I do never see them again. I, I don't know that. All my statistics, they are for only one healing session of 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. The 90% in, in allergies and food intolerance, the 80% in all other illnesses is only one one healing session. So there and they is nothing sit I know that can do that. I'm sorry to say that. So they sit down in front of you and you're just... No, they lie. They lie in the They cabin. lie in front of you. And yeah. do you put the, your hands on them? Yes, I do. Okay, so so it's more of a feeling kind of with your hands that you can feel the vibration of the misinformation? I sent you a little, Thomas sent you a little video. Have you not seen me well? No. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a finger movement because uh, uh, I need to have a friction on these certain places. Okay. So it's an actual feel that you can feel it. Yeah. Okay. I need to I, I touch the skin. Uh-huh. Like um allergies. Are they 
usually in the same place or are they different places, different people? All all basic information is in your belly, whether it's allergies, whether it's uh, sclerosis, whether it's anything. It's uh, every, All that information is in your belly. Nothing is in your brain. Mm-hmm. So it's always in your belly then. Yeah. And and you can recognize what the issue is. So let's say if somebody comes to you and no, they have I, no, I don't I don't do fortune telling and uh, no. These people if if I see the patient, he's already lying on the bed because my hostess has put him there and the healer has opened the energy and I walk in, I see here uh Nephralgy, uh, or I see here a problem with the X system, I don't know what, or I can't walk, uh, this knee is gone, whatever. I go this and I do it and I go to the next cabin where already the patient is lying there. I, I do not go and if they tell me they have a, a, a IBS, then I don't have to go and search, is it really IBS? If they say it's IBS, I saw that particle, particle right away. I, I, I'm not playing doctor. I'm not doing uh, uh, comments on their illnesses. Uh, I'm not giving a diagnosis. I'm not giving recipe. All I do is I'm a, like a street cleaner that makes uh, that makes clean, and that's all I can do. That's how I function. So if, let's say, somebody comes to you with IBS and says, I have IBS, and as you yeah. go to, to clean out that IBS... Yeah. If it turns out they also have colon cancer, will you pick that up? Where they don't even know that yet. But can you pick that I'm up? I'm not sure now because I'm not doing I'm not in that channel. I I have one one mission that is to find the particle he is asking me for. Okay. So there's and no I'm real diagnostic. There... No, and we shall not we are not doctors. Diagnostics are for doctors. Mm-hmm. Was a healer going to do diagnosis on people that have no clue? They have not studied that. We have not studied that. How do you want the doctors collaborate with us if we try to do their work, but we don't? We don't. We haven't learned it. We have to do as good as we can our side, and they do their side. And then sometimes we can link together and do great things together. Like many, many uh, people, allergies, doctors, they send people to me. Many doctors, doctors I don't know, they send me people because they know me from TV and so. Because I do not things I have not learned. Everybody knows that I do just that. And mm-hmm. I will never promise a healing and I will never tell them what they have to do after. That's not my business. That's not, And I do not know. But I can be in the energy and detect energy and move energy. I can do that and I do only that. I I know people who are um, chemically sensitive so much so that they they have to live in a very controlled world. Would they have to know everything that they are allergic to to come to you, or can they just come to you and say chemical sensitivity? No, no most people come. They have their blood tests. They know. Uh, 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 pineapple is that, avocado is that, kiwi is that. Ooh, uh, uh, if you have a kiwi, is an anaphylactic shock, you cannot even touch it, then they die. They know that. And people that are anaphylactic, which means they can die if they eat, now this kiwi example, uh, they will not test before they have not redone the blood test. 
we will have a video now on our website, on my website, how to how to behave and how to proceed if you are anaphylactic. Mm-hmm. But all the other allergics, uh, if it doesn't go, yes, okay, they cry again or they, their lip is blowing again for a moment, but um, they have no no dangerous life. And of, of course, we have all the medicine there. We have uh, EpiPen, we have uh, antihistaminics. Uh, th- that's not a problem, but Seeing those anaphylactic, they know their blood levels uh, before and after, and only then they try to do. Okay. But I had I had one one case, a serious case in the sense that it's not a patient coming to me. We had guests, and then we had uh, a juice, and in the juice was hidden kiwi, and this lady was anaphylactic for kiwi, and she started to die in my living room. So I threw her on the bed, and I did that on her, and like five minutes after, he was breathing. So, so you worked on her energetically. You immediately removed the, yeah, yeah. and and she um, she was then breathing after. That had to be frightening. Oh yeah, <laughs> that had not to, be to me because I, I I'm for her yes. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the doctor with a TV team, and we filmed that all the second treatment, and he took blood and stuff, and I mean he couldn't believe it. If so, if. Somebody has an ailment and they don't know what it is, or they can't isolate what they're allergic to, or they have many, many, many allergens. Can you work with that? I can work with many, many allergies, but not at the same time. Okay. You can. Uh, I, I do two subjects at a time. I know by statistics that if I try to do five, the result is less important. But I can do many if you have a group, like a group of uh, uh, le, 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 orange, mandarin, citrus, all the citrus. Huh? Mm-hmm. These are many, many fruits. I can do the whole group because it's very close. Okay, yeah. But I cannot do strawberries and uh, washing detergent and shampoo and uh, latex and... Uh, Animal hair, uh, I cannot do all at once. The system doesn't pick up anymore. Because they're too different? It's too much at the time. I mean, we take out the particle, but for your system, it's a big change. Mm -hmm. Your immune system reacts differently. I mean, it's a huge thing in the body going on. And you've done clinicals with medical. Yeah. Yeah. how are you going to get the medical establishment to to do your work to to come here to do the energetic work? It's a uh, very different behaviors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you going to uh, talk them guy, into it? One guy who was uh, in in front of the he's, he he had a. Uh, conducted a study with us uh, with 86 patients mm-hmm. and uh, it's all about uh, milk intolerance and, and uh, allergy and uh, he was like jubilating in front of the camera this is unbelievable and he's a famous guy from France and so many millions in France with this problem and wow wonderful and then we had uh, and he did the service not I I have never seen a, 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 pa- a patient uh, sheet uh, it came out there were 90, 90, 90 um, 
4% of success. Wow. And then he said, I cannot publish that. I will be discriminated. So God, we have to pull it down to 60%. Then maybe they believe us. Said, no, 60% now? And you know it's 94? They said, oh, they say it's placebo and so. So we waited four months. We did the whole thing again, 94%. Wow. And he did not publish it. He did not publish it. And now I see that my phone is on economy, so I have to get... Well, uh, you know what? We're okay because we're actually coming to the end of our interview. I want to make sure that people know where to get hold of you and, and where to get your book and the name of your book, all of those things. So if you want to... Uh, the book is, the book is, is here. Mm-hmm. Spirit, and Life, and it, Science. Yes, yes. And it's by... Um, I think it's John uh, Hunt Publishing. Exactly, yes. Something like that, yes. Yeah, and and I'm, I'm assuming they can get that on Amazon, certainly by going to John Hunt Publishing Amazon, yes, website. yes, yes, yeah. they have, yeah, yeah. And then what about yeah. your website and, you know, how do, can they get hold of you? Um, Hannes Jacob in one word, dot uh, Okay, and that's H A N N E S J A C O B. That's it. Okay, good. That's, that's perfect. It. So it's okay. perfect timing for your phone. <laughs> thank yeah, you very yeah, much. Yeah. Thank you very oh, much for you. being on. It's been great. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thank you for you. Yeah. Have a nice evening. You oh, too. Nice what time? You have morning time, huh? I'm in the morning. It's it's like okay. ten thirty my time. Okay, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> no, I've got a day. whole day ahead of me. Have a nice okay. evening. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. All right. Thank thanks so much. much for being Bye. on. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.